your voyage. <laughs> Welcome to Spooky Groove. <coughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Try again, let's try again, let's try again. <laughs> Howdy and welcome to Spooky Groove. I'm Adam. And I'm Liam. Give me a Spooky Groove. Give me Spooky Groove. Spooky Groove. Oh. And this is a podcast where we talk about spooky music that stands the test of time. Happy spooky times, everybody. Yeah. Happy spooky times, Liam's. Liam. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 do we, what do we got going on? Uh, I picked out my Halloween costume the other oh, day. Is it a secret? I, or No, it's cool. I, I, like, I didn't know what I was going to go as. Um, and my daughter and I were kind of like freeforming. She's going to go as a, a singer in like a K-pop band, which I was not going to join her in doing. <laughs> um, and we came across a, a Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers costume at the store as we were like picking through oh, stuff. Man. And I was like, dude, I could totally throw on some sweatpants. Heck and- yeah. <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. And and my wife is going to be Linda. And so it'll be fun. She's got her wig. Nice. Um, do you dress up at all? Do you do, you do anything like that? I mean, it's kind of weird. Like I... You know, it's not like I an, personally yeah. haven't in a long time. I yeah. was so we were shopping for some some clothes. It, mm-hmm. Weather's getting pretty cold, and uh, the the girls needed some new hoodies. So we were looking at that stuff, and I was just poking around, and they had these weird UGG boots that were like just the most ridiculous, like just solid red goofy looking like almost cartoonish looking boots love it and i was like oh those look like the plock boots oh and all i <laughs> no so all i would need is like a yellow shirt and some kind of like red like face mask or hood or something right and i guess i was i was, I was formulating in my head the pl- but then i was like but these stupid boots are like 40 bucks and i don't know yeah. No one's going to know who I am. Like, what are you, a red KKK that, member? Like, what's <laughs> with that weird pointy hood? Like, is I, okay, yeah. that's a bad look. I can't do no, that. No, so. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like you. the only reasons to get a costume are either, like, if you're going to a party or if you're going trick-or-treating with right. your kids and you really just want to go in on it, but... No one knows know. who Plock is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So retro game nerds, in, and half the retro game nerds don't even know who Plock is, so it's <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. All right, it, it it, was a, it would have been a fun idea for Plocktober, but yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. in the cards. And you guys haven't <laughs> checked out any of the Taylor Swift concerts, I'm assuming, and the movie theater. This whole rollout. No, my kids this. are, or they're really not Swifties. Not Swifties. No, my oldest yeah. is 
is is she's heavy into ice spice right now <laughs> oh man but dude how cool would it be if someone like ice spice gets to that level like cardi b and some of them are getting to that point like if you had oh, this God. kind of tour and instead no. of doing like you know a 40 stop tour you had this like huge presentation i i've been thinking that at some of the concerts i gone to the bigger production concerts that I've gone to lately where it's like I I'm kind of watching a movie in some ways anyway I mean I'm far enough away where I can I yeah can you're see watching the, the artist. screen yeah I'm really watching the screen and it is cool to be in the room and hear it happen at the time but like if it's $150 to be in the room or 15 bucks and a 10 minute drive to a movie theater, there you go. like for the right artists, I, I could do this. And I know it's not a new thing that Taylor's doing. Like artists have done this before, but it would be really neat. Um, I know that there's a, there's a couple companies that are doing like access has done it for a while. And the Madden brothers from good Charlotte have a company now where it's like a Netflix of concerts that they're trying to do. So at home, oh, you can like stream a bunch of concerts, like pro quality concerts at home. That's pretty cool. Um, so it is a whole thing, but it is, it you know, I'd be down for the right artist uh, yeah. to go to a movie theater and, and have that. Um, again, like I can't imagine, like we could talk about ticket prices and everything, but like the production that goes into some of these shows and stuff. Um, is yeah. this, I was reading this article. I don't know if you saw about what's going on with Coldplay, but they like broke up with their manager of like forever, like since they started um, about two years ago and he sued them um, basically claiming that like he's owed money that they, for albums they haven't made yet because he helped broker those deals that they will oh. get paid for. Mm -hmm. And so it like kind of got messy and it was rolling around and then they just countersued him for like 17. So he sued them for like $17 million and they countersued him for $12 million what? Um, or maybe more because of these massive screens and things that like he helped like he put in the order for for their tour mm -hmm. and apparently according to these documents like he had the wrong dimensions and so when they tried to incorporate them into the show it didn't work and so they lost millions and millions of dollars Jeez. just on these like pylons and, and screens and stuff but it just got me thinking like again seeing some of these productions like the amount of money for what goes on behind the scenes is is crazy like That's Beyonce bonkers. put out a list at one point recently of like she she like basically did a credits roll of everybody who works on her tour from catering to security to everything there's hundreds of people you know it's it's insane to think you know again like it's hard yeah. for me to shell out 120 bucks for a concert ticket you know like it is it is tough. Yeah, that's too um, much. But at the same time, like you're looking at this and you're like, they're bankrolling this. It's hundreds of millions of dollars for some of these tours. That's why yeah. I think you and I just kind of stick to the clubs. We're just like, yeah, just go see <laughs> the three hundred people room, and it's not, it's not that, it's not that deep, you know. Yeah, I want to see the artist. Like, I want to. <laughs> yeah, and like be in there and like have that kind of communal experience. I want to yeah. feel the wind from the kick drum. Yeah. <laughs> in my face. It's um, interesting. Yeah. But one other thing I wanted to flag right now. So I'm just, I'm, 
I haven't been in like a gaming space or whatever lately. I've been reading yeah. a lot for some reason. Like the past couple oh, nice. of months, I've just been like grabbing at books as they go. Um, and I got this book that was, it came out from Desmond Child, who I don't, most people probably won't recognize the name, but he's this prolific songwriter who started his own career in the like late 70s. He was kind of like a crossover of, Disco meets rock. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Cuban. Like he was out. You know, he was gay and out at that time, which was a little tough in the industry, even back in the seventies. And then to be Cuban on top of that is its own thing. Um, and he tells this story. Uh, so first of all, so I mean, the guy wrote. You know, I hate myself for loving you. By Joan with you know, oh, with Joan Jett, he did "Living uh-huh. on a Prayer," "Bad Medicine," uh, "You Give Love," like all of Bon Jovi's hits were Desmond wow. Child songs. Um, he did that whole run of Aerosmith. Then, "Dude Looks Like a Lady," "Angel Crazy." Are you serious? Um, yeah, he did all those. And then in the early two thousands, he did all the Ricky Martins. So, "Living La Vida Loca," "Cup of Life," like. He did Katy Perry's Waking Up in Vegas. Like, the guy's been writing monster hits for, like, 40 years now. That's wild. Um, so it's it's super cool. Like, I'm, I'm picking through this book now just to hear some of it. But the, the thing that I wanted to flag that I thought was really neat is he tells this story about he, he got his start with Kiss. He Paul Stanley finds him and um, says that they should write a song together and he comes to the table with some stuff and Paul Stanley kind of stops him and he's just like, no, no kiss fans. Like we're winners and kiss fans are also like all winners. And so we don't like, you're not going to write a song. We don't, we don't write songs about like, you know, heartache or, or, or not, not winning at the right. end. Everything is uplifting. And so they wrote, uh, I was made for loving you, which was a huge kiss hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like that mentality. And now like when I listen to his other music, like I was, he, cause he says in the book, he's like, and that basically defined his approach to songwriting ever since. And when you think mm-hmm. about like living on a player prayer or dude looks like a lady or living La Vida Loca, like all of this stuff is this like lift. Um, but I had never thought about the fact mm-hmm. that like Ki- kiss specifically said to themselves, like we're all just winning. Like we're all just going to do this. And now as I think about all those kiss yeah. hits, like that, was consistently what they were trying to do all the time. It was just like, yeah, we all rule, you know? That was, <laughs> like, let's just all be Rock, awesome together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's. I mean, it's escapism. It's that pageantry of it. Right. It's that over-the-topness. Um, but it, like, it was, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you when you kind of see something or see an aspect of something that you never saw before, mm-hmm. um, you get this like one little nugget of insight and all of a sudden your eyes open, you see something new and you're like, Oh man. Yeah. There that's all orchestrated. Like yep. that's, it's so intentional. Yes. It's very, it's not, they put yeah. a lot of thought into yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's not, not just Gene accidental. Simmons arrogance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, that's probably part of it, but still. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure it's part of <laughs> that's it. That's just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, he's he's a winner, but he also knows that like it's good to sell that to people. You know, yeah. people want to buy being a winner. Um, so it yeah, is. it's I I definitely recommend it. Like it's a great it's a great book. It's called Living on a Prayer: Big Songs, Big Life. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it right now. There's a lot of great nice. books out. Like just you can find so much stuff now on your favorite artists. There's all these great collections and, and stuff. So I'm just, I'm in bookworm mode mode. I found my library again, you know, like I just started yeah. going there. They let you just take those books for free. You know, Dude. Like you can just borrow books for free. Yes. And not just <laughs> books in it, but a bunch of stuff. But like, yeah, I hadn't been to a library in a long time and uh, I went to the local library recently mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Right. Like they even have now, I don't know why they didn't think of this and do this sooner, but they have like different zones where mm-hmm. there's like the green zone where you can talk at a normal speaking volume and not feel like you're going to bother oh. anybody. And a yellow zone where you can kind of like whisper a little bit. And then a red zone where it's like, you better not Shut say up. a yeah. word. Yeah, we will get you. But it's like, well... <laughs> displayed what zone you're entering or in so it's like you can feel comfortable with like okay i don't want to feel like i have to be because i that's why i didn't go to libraries for such a long time because i'm just kind of a i'm kind of a loud person same (laughs) so like now i can just go to the green zone and i feel perfectly comfortable whereas someone that wants like that dead silence like they've got to study or whatever they they can go to a red zone and it's like boom yeah like they they can just be in that perfect library quiet that they want. I am cautiously aware of the fact that I'm entering the library going and jazz listening era <laughs> of my life. Like, like there are things happening to me where I'm like, okay, this really, this is, it seems like it's naturally happening. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I can see how go. this comes together. Um, but anyway, so we are here to celebrate the season. Yes. Um, and we're going to try something a little new this time. Um, yes. as we were kind of talking through what we thought fit for, um, for, for Halloween. And there's a lot of great music that goes along with it. And it's like a wide variety of music, yeah. you know, like it doesn't, it's not just Christmas music where you, it's it's religious or it's not, but really it's just Christmas music, you know. Yeah. You know, they you all know blend Christmas together. music when you hear it, yeah. But Halloween, there's so many things that can play into that, right? Um, and talking about getting dressed up, you know, some people might be having some folks over, you know, or um, want to put some music on around the house, or I, yeah. you know, I, I often would throw on like just creepy sound effects, but after a while, that gets kind of played out too. Yeah. Um. So it's fun to have like a Halloween playlist. So yeah, I like to that... put speakers up like to the front windows, or at oh least like pointed at the door for trick or treaters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. so I'm definitely gonna do that this year. That's awesome. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun, especially with yeah. some of the suggestions that we got. Um, but heck yeah, dude, I'm excited. We're going to build a retro or I'm sorry, spooky groove Halloween right. playlist. Yeah. So and, we're going to limit ourselves to an hour here to give ourselves a little challenge. And Adam and I haven't talked about this really in advance other than the fact that we were going to do this. Yeah. So we don't know what each other are coming with. 
Um, and the timing parameter makes things pretty interesting because there's two or three things off the top of my head that I think are what you would consider uh, a staple of any Halloween playlist. But mm-hmm. given the fact that we're only keeping that playlist to an hour, like right. they can be fairly lengthy. Um, you yeah. know, it's not... It's not it doesn't lend itself well. Halloween music often doesn't lend itself well to like a fast paced thing. It's usually kind of dirgy and drawn out and creepy. And so you don't get your two minute, 30 second kind of uh, ditties in Halloween as much. Right. I think we can, though, I think we can, like, for example, a couple of mine mm-hmm. have like, you know, like the single cut or like the radio edit the radio where it's edit. like, it's shortened a little bit. So right. that could help us out. All right. Um, All right. We're going to do math. Yeah. We'll do a little, little bit of math, which, you know, it's not my strong suit, yeah, but, <laughs> but we'll make it happen. Um, and I'll also, this time we're also going to try something a little bit different and uh, take some of our community feedback our community answers we we put right. the uh the retro groove signal out and uh got quite a few responses in the discord um you know just what are your some of your favorite spooky songs what is 100% going on your your halloween playlist and we got a lot of answers and some mm-hmm. of them i just slapped myself in the forehead like how did i how did i miss that how did i not think of that yeah. so um that's going to be fun. We'll, we'll definitely include some of those as well, um, in our playlist. So now when you, I don't know if you, Liam Mm -hmm. make playlists anymore. I don't typically do sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, aside from the show, Aside from from making the episode companion playlist for Retro Groove, do you do like mixes and make playlists for certain situations? Yeah, I'll do that from time to time. I mean, it's mainly like driving or like outdoor walking. Um, I'll collect certain things like digitally and stick them into the same folder or something. So it's like mm, if I'm... Mm-hmm walking through the woods and I'm like, I don't even know what I want to hear right now. I know what to, what to put on. Um, man, I loved making Mm -hmm. like mix CDs and you know, it's, it it was pretty self-indulgent to do it. Um, but, uh, I love listening (laughs) to my own, I love sniffing my own source. Like I loved, I loved my, uh, (laughs) I, I loved listening to my mix CDs back in the day too. Um, heck yeah. Yeah. But it's not something I do as much anymore, for sure. Not as much. Yeah. I think the last time that this is probably TMI, but I think I think the last time I made a playlist outside of um, maybe like for one of my kids birthday parties that was going to be indoors or something like that was when I went to get my vasectomy. <laughs> oh man. And so I was like, okay, cause they don't put you under, right. you just kind of have to deal with some un- uncomfortableness. So yeah. I made myself like a very soothing playlist. Good call. Yeah. Um, Music but yeah, as before a that, yeah. It, yes, it definitely, it, it, yeah. it has its uses outside of just, you know, general yeah. enjoyment. For sure. Um, but yeah, so, 
at least for me, like starting a playlist outside of the context of creating the episode companion playlist, yeah. I feel like you got to, you, you need like a starting point, like a jumping off point. So something that's like almost guaranteed to be like that first song on the list. Yeah. And then you can go from there and like weave your way back in and out of the way that the songs are flowing or, you know, you don't want like three fast songs and then a slow song. You kind of want to pace it a little bit better, but you need a strong start, I think. Yeah, you need a seed for sure. And like whether mm-hmm. that winds up being your opener at the end of the day or, right. it, but it, it is at least the magnet that you start to attach stuff onto. Yeah. Do you have something that you feel like is that? Because I, I feel like there's one candidate that is pretty obvious, but again, it's, it clocks in at almost six minutes. And I'm like, I don't, I, I hesitate in putting a six minute song up there up top because that's a big commitment. That's it clocks that's in a at, lot. at almost six minutes. Is it, yeah. is it thriller? <laughs> it's thriller, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we not put thriller on this list though? Like it feels like it's, it holds up. I don't know, man. Like, I, Oh, it definitely holds up. We were literally, I introduced my kids to it just y- either yesterday or the day before. Because that's what we've been doing. Because no, 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 the song. Okay. My youngest yeah. probably isn't ready for the song, for the video. The video, yeah. Your oldest might love it though. She might. Yeah. That it's, video's dope. It's a great video. And um, it, well, like what a good song. It's so even good. outside of just the, you know, the context of it, you know, being a little bit spooky, but yeah. you're, but yeah, the, and I was actually looking for like an edit, like a radio edit and I yeah. couldn't find one. No, um, like you can't take Vincent Price out of it. Like you can't. No, you, you can't, can't. You, can't. you have no, to. Like, I don't know you what have you have to would leave cut. it in there. Yeah. I, I just don't know what you would cut. Um, I mean, if you were going to do a radio edit, you would probably cut the Vincent Price part, but like. How dare you? No. <laughs> like, you can't no. do, you can't do no, that. You, you definitely couldn't. Um I I I would so my daughter does dance lessons like two or three blocks from us and we were walking home the other night she's got a late class uh every week it wraps up at 8:30. And mm-hmm. so we're we're walking home in the dark and she turns to me at one point and she says like as we're coming around the first corner she's like um Daddy, someone said I made a sound like Michael Jackson, and she did the like, like, <laughs> and she was like, "Does he make sounds like that?" And I had to explain to her like she's heard him before, but she didn't, you know, she doesn't know whatever. Um, Amazing. And we're walking, we're walking in the dark. Like I played her a part of a song that had that, and then I think it was like, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but um, I, we're walking in the dark, and I have it have Michael Jackson open on, on my phone now because we mm-hmm. just listened to it. And I'm like, how am I not walking in the dark? How am I not going to put Thriller on? Like, yeah, totally. And I mean... Especially this time of year. It felt so good until I realized that my daughter was terrified. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I felt <laughs> terrible about it. Like, she screamed her, because she knows the song, and she was like, this is too creepy. Oh, my God, you're freaking me out. But, like, <laughs> but for a song to have that impact still to this day, yeah. um, 
is is pretty great. So, uh, look, I'm down to put it on there. Um, I just I, like it is a big commitment we're taking. Uh, if I'm doing math correctly, we're taking 10% of our 60 minute allotment. Yeah. But if anything, anything commands that, I suppose that it's thriller. Yeah. And I'm also curious to see what else we, the fact that we both had it on yeah. our lists that we're bringing to this, yeah. Yeah. that is a very, very strong, like, okay, that's gotta be on here. And like you said, yeah. even if we use it as a jumping off point, it doesn't have to be part of or doesn't have to be the first song and doesn't technically have to remain yeah. part yeah, of the we playlist. Can do we want. Yeah. But I think it's a good jumping off point. I it, agree. The only downside well, okay, so it's it's a it's about six minutes. We can round it up to six minutes because it's like five fifty eight. And mm. the I think the only other risk is that it's it's a little on the nose. Like yeah. come you're making a Halloween, you're gonna put Thriller on there. You know yeah, you're gonna put yeah, Thriller on there. Yeah. But also, how could you not? You you can't not do that. So, so let's because if you left it off, someone would be like, "Dude, you you put all this together and you didn't put Thriller on there." Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm gonna say so. The Killers played a concert about a week or two ago, and they opened up with Mr. Brightside. And my buddy who had been there, he was at first he was like what are they doing? Why? why? <laughs> what? And then You're he doing was like, the encore first. Yeah. Um, and it was at a music festival. So it's like, a you know, they, 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 they're going to play the hits anyway. But then he was oh, like, it was the call. Like, hey, come over to this stage. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also he was like, and it got it out of the way. Like, yeah. then you're not sitting there being like, wait, they they're going to play, play it. it. They- is, it, <laughs> is it time? Is it time for the thing? So now we've already talked about thriller. Like, I feel like that's, that was we got it out of the way. The song, yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, all right, great. Um, all right, so do you have one that you want to toss up as a as a candidate? And I feel like what we could do here, we didn't really talk through the cadence, but like we can add this to the sort of communal playlisting yeah. here, and then um, as we continue to add stuff on, we have to figure out then what we are dropping. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. So I think we can keep tacking stuff on here. That seems like the best approach. So I I brought this up. You already know about this one because when when we kind of first uh, formulated this idea, I I mentioned it to you and I also ended up dropping the music video in the Discord. Mm. Um, But when I think of this topic, when I think of like, okay, spooky music for like a playlist or something that I'm going to have playing – uh, you know, out the front window while trick-or-treaters are coming up to the porch. I, my brain, for whatever reason, instantly goes to Ghost Town by the specials. Mm, and right. it's, it's more, I mean, yeah, it's called Ghost Town. Like the, the, the album art is like, you know, skeletons and, but it's it's not about anything creepy necessarily. It's it's about you know the urban decay essentially. It's it's, right. it's you know shops and clubs closing down and and empty you know buildings that used to be bustling um, you know in an economic downturn. So it's it's creepy in more of an existential crisis kind of yeah. way, yeah. Uh, or like a you know late stage capitalism kind of way, mm-hmm. uh, but still creepy nonetheless. And then of course the the tone of the, the music with that, 
Um, and it's it's similar to why in the you, you y'all are you probably heard the you know the slightly modified spooky groove theme song that I kind of added that little like rock steady organ on the backbeat because to to me that for some reason just conjures that like like someone creeping around like being being creepy and uh for, for some reason that's where my brain goes so that okay so I'll fight I'll fight for Ghost Town cuz I think okay. it's I love the specials I think it's an amazing song and it's got that creepy tone to it and it's also kind of fun I think that Halloween should not be I'm not the kind of person I don't watch like horror movies like the horror horrorist movie <laughs> if I can make up a word um that I'll watch is American Werewolf in London cuz okay. it's cuz it's a comedy you know what I mean it's it's but it's still creepy and there's some scary parts, but it's like, it's a comedy movie. So to me, like it's got to have some fun and some silliness to it. I'm not, I'm not big into like the serious horror or like seriously spooky or scary stuff. Like, like let's, let's, let's make it fun. See, I think we need that in this because I'm definitely going to lean a little more into the macabre. (laughs) All right, good. Well, yeah, get some balance. I'll definitely, I definitely like, like to feel uneasy and I I do, I do watch some of that stuff. I like the tongue in cheekness of it too. There's like a, a bunch of these artists kind of, there's a crooked smile that goes along with it. Um, Before we move on though. So I just, I'm looking at this uh, and I can't find, like there seems to be a couple different recordings of it. I see one that's about three minutes and twenty seconds. Is that fair, or do you think it's a longer? Uh, I, see I one put mine at three. I had I wrote down three forty one for whatever version that I okay. was listening to. So Got it. maybe okay, we can works. split the difference and just call it three and a half. Yeah, that's <clears> fine. I'll just go. I'll go for three forty one for now, and we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, all right. I'm just doing a little quick math here to give us our updated total. All right, we're just we're just cooking along here. Got to right. do that. Yep. Um, cool. So then, what's one for you that like when someone says, "Hey, let's make a spooky playlist"? Like, what's like forefront of your mind? Like the first thing that pops in. I, I, I mean, the crazy it's thing is, it's, it's not. <laughs> well, there's something before thriller for me, and it's going to be unsurprising, but it's. Um, Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. There it is. I mean, Heck so yeah. so it's it's Stephen King is one of my. I mean, I I adore him. He's one of my favorite writers. He's one of my favorite people. I think mm-hmm. he's fantastic. Um, and we're so lucky to have such a prolific writer who can kind of twist your brain in all those different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I discovered them obviously separate the Ramones and Stephen King. And then to find out that, um, he like invited the band over really to, yeah. So like, so Stephen King is a massive music nut. He's got his own like radio thing, like rebel radio thing. He's done, um, up in Maine for years. Like he's a massive music guy. He incorporates like weird stuff. I remember reading under the dome and he like had a whole chunk of an LCD sound system song, like in the 
book, you know, like he's just, he's a big wow. music nerd. Um, and so he invited them to his house, like years, years back. This is, you know, eighties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave Dee Dee a copy of, uh, Pet Cemetery, and, um, Dee Dee wrote the song afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was written for the film adaptation in 89. Um, and like the band played it a ton. I mean, it got played on the radio a a bunch. It was a huge song. Um, and then the band goes to, um, sleepy hollow to shoot the actual music video, which is just the band getting lowered into a grave as like (laughs) a bunch of hijinks, but it is very silly, you know, like, like the members of Blondie are just like running around being chased by something, you know, it's like, it's, it's all very, it's pretty campy. Um, but the thing about the song is it, it's a Ramon song. It's, it's catchy and, uh, repetitive, but not too, uh, annoyingly. So, um, but it has, it's haunting enough, you know, that it sets it apart. Um, there's something about Joey's voice um, as he kind of like creaks into certain parts of the thing. He just sounds very uneasy. Mm-hmm. Joey always sounded a little like unsure of what was going on or uh, vulnerable maybe is the best way to say it. But, yeah. but he was also confident. Like there was this weird vulnerable confidence to Joey Ramone. And there's something in this song for some reason that gets betrayed a little bit more for me. Mm. Um, he sounds just a little, I think he's just trying to sound unsettled and doing it in his Joey Ramone way. And it works. Um, so being like, I, when you say the first thing that comes to mind, I hear, I don't want to be buried in a pet <laughs> cemetery. Like it's just, you bounce along to it. Um, yeah. but, but I also like, Pet Cemetery is so freaking creepy, dude. Like that cat. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, it, it's a it's an odd pairing, but it's like a strangely perfect pairing. Um, now yeah, it works again. Ramon songs usually we get through there under three minutes, but yeah. because of the way that this is, um, we're sitting at three and a half minutes on this one. So yeah. not 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 a huge commitment here, but it uh, it's a little bit more than I I figured. Uh, we would be at for a Ramon song. Yeah, that already puts us at about 13 minutes. Yeah. So this hour-long thing might be more difficult <laughs> than That's we initially saying, thought. Dude. Yeah, but it'll be fun. Definitely yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess on that note, I have a short one. Okay. So that'll maybe put us at roughly 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So another um, similar to you know my affinity for the specials um i love the sonics and you know one of the early early rock bands you know they would literally before there was such a thing as like a distortion pedal or an overdriven amplifier that was built for that kind of distorted sound they would 
poke holes in their speakers of their guitar amps oh my God. to get that like gritty distorted sound. Like they, mm-hmm. they started, they wanted that sound and there was no electronic way of doing that yet on the market. Cause this was like the sixties. Mm-hmm. So they would literally punch holes in their speakers to get that kind of buzzy rattly sound out of it. So they were kind of pioneers of some, you know, darker sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a song called The Witch. And it's very kind of it's like dun 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 dun. It's very I love this word that you used last episode when we were talking to Seth about Blink 182. And I think you were actually talking about Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm. But you used the word jaunty. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. And that, that's yeah. that's what that is to me is uh, the Sonics doing the witch. And that, that I think is number one, it helps us get a fourth song in there and still stay right at about 15 minutes. Yeah. How um, long is it? But it's like two and a half minutes. Okay. It's a short one. Yeah. So right, I love it. I think it, uh, it's something that most people probably haven't heard. And uh, I think it would get a lot of attention at like a party or, um, you know, any any type of Halloween event that you had some music going because it's yeah. fully, you know, creepy sounding and songs about, a, you know, probably not a literal witch, but, um, you know, I'm sure there's some allegory there talking about someone that broke his heart, I suppose, but, (laughs) but either way, she's a witch. So, so it belongs on a Halloween playlist. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm realizing that we may need to pause at some point along here. Like if you don't know a song that I picked or I don't know a song, like I haven't heard the witch, like we may need to do a, and we're back and we listen to the, to these songs. Yeah, that's fine. Interesting. We might need to do that. hundred percent. Um, yeah, because if we're going to, like, it's not fair if I'm just like, yeah, I don't know that song, so it should be cut from the playlist. Like, that, we can to, totally like, do that. That's dig fine. Dig into that a little bit. Um, Wish we right. could play it on the show. I know, right? That would be awesome. Um, My next one, I think I'd like to add, I'm not as beholden to it, but... um. I think that it's worth at least putting it in the conversation. And then if we need to cut it, we cut it. Um, It's a weird recent uh, resurgence, but it's not the most recent song. I want to put up Lady Gaga's Bloody Mary. Oh, Um, interesting. So I didn't have the Bloody Mary thing growing up i had candy man so we like we I guess <laughs> like we had a thing where like if you went into the like you dared the you were at a sleepover and you dared the other guys to go into the bathroom and say candy man in the mirror three times and then like apparently he was going to show up and kill you or something you know why, what is um, with, why is it it's the same thing with it see with us it was beetlejuice like and of course it just <laughs> came from the movie yeah but like right, exactly. that's so weird that that's a thing like the bloody mary thing the candy man thing the Beetlejuice yeah. thing you gotta just you gotta like say it three times the fear of the other other leanness of it all and that like <laughs> you could do something it's like a ouija board right like you that you could do something that could break that thin boundary that separates right. us from whatever <laughs> madness is on the other side right i mean like it's fantastic like i love living in that space but um 
Yeah, I like to this day, like I, my daughter has just kind of discovered that the whole thing of of what you just described, right? Um, and she, I'm watching it through her eyes, where she thinks it's ridiculous, but also holds it in awe. Of course, and she sees my wife's reaction to it. My wife will not do the Bloody Mary thing. Like my daughter, oh, really? then, yeah. And my daughter, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And my daughter was like the other day, she's just like, I'll go do it. And my wife freaked out. She's like, oh, what man. is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Cannot be doing that. That's in this so house. funny. It is very funny. I do the um, same thing with like, if someone's like, well, you know, well, this person is a, uh, a Leo. So obviously they're going to act, you know, talking about like, uh, zodiac sign stuff, right? And in my right. mind, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous!" And I'm like, "Okay, but what's my horoscope say?" Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you can, in one hand, know it's silly and ridiculous, but then the other hand, you're like, "Okay, but okay, but what's going on here?" Like, well, I yeah. want to, I want to try to figure this out. Yeah. So that's funny. Um. But yeah. So and then you have this other aspect of this whole thing where this song came out in 2011 it was on uh born this way but it was just oh an God, album it was cut. that long ago <laughs> yeah but it wasn't a single like it didn't get worked anywhere she played it on tour but it, it was, was just, just an album, album cut mm-hmm. yeah it was just like song three or eight or whatever it was um and then it got its sync kind of like what we've seen with some of the stranger things stuff and um it got a a sync on wednesday the Adams Family oh. show on Netflix so last had a year, like music directors. You talked about songwriters behind the scene, music directors, producers, like mm-hmm. all these things that can have such an impact on how you engage with music. Um, the music director for that for that TV show grabbed a ten year old song mm-hmm. that they felt fit the scene, for like this important kind of dance scene at the school, and. It, I mean, it resonated. The show was resonating. It went viral on TikTok, as things do. And after that, like, the whole industry had to kind of react to it. Like, it right. was being serviced out to radio and, like, being pushed. And she was playing it again on the on the tour. Um, and it's crazy to me to think that, A, she had this banger that's just sitting there on a on a 10 year old album you know um that her fans knew about but the general public didn't but also that like how sort of agnostic or democratized that experience was for her to be like oh yeah that 10 year old song now it's a hit you know like right like Mr. Brightside, like, all right, you better be busting that thing right. out now. Like, like I, ho- I hope you enjoyed not pl- performing that for the past 10 years because now you're never going to not do it because it's <laughs> massive, you know? Right. Um, it is so great, though. I don't know how familiar you are yeah. with the song, but no, like... I remember the song, yeah. It is... It, it it's exactly you remember like bad romance was just unsettling but like but still like very dancey like yeah it, it it they was it was creepy the music video was creepy it there was something kind of unsettling about some of what of lady what lady gaga was doing in that era for sure um but it was always kind of just on the fringe of it she was a little twisted but she was still your pop star right and then you hear this song and you're like oh no on the album you you got a little weirder you know, right. like, like it is, it is pretty, um, I mean, I feel like the, the content, like the lyrical content isn't that 
crazy, but it's it's pretty slow tempo. It's got this kind of like dirty synth sound to it. Um and and the chorus is just haunting. Like she 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 gets this kind of lofty haunting sound to her voice. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think uh I I think it's cool to see like a new horror classic, like a new twisted kind of Halloween classic that could come about just from people who like spooky stuff. Like yeah. people were watching this show and the fan of it put it in the show and the fans of it watched the show. And now everyone's like, Oh no, this is our new Halloween song. We like yep. this song. Yeah, totally. So, um, now that one clocks in about four minutes. That's, that's a four minute. Yeah. So we're, we're just about to hit the 20 minute mark. So yeah. we're about a third of the way into our playlist. That's here. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that was, what were we thinking with the hour? <laughs> we're thinking of causing tension. That's yes. what that's well, all about. It's working. That's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's working. Yeah. Um I'll do this next one and I I'm not uh I'm not beholden to this one, but because it's really honestly not a spooky song necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um not really at all. But and you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it, but it's Jump in the Line by Harry Belafonte. And <laughs> and if so, here's here's the thing. If you haven't seen Beetlejuice, like yeah. the, the original movie, then yeah. it's not gonna make sense. But right. anyone that has seen the movie, when that song comes on at a party or whatever, they're gonna oh like you yeah, did it, you scene. went there. Yeah. yeah. And they're gonna do the dance and everything and um, but yeah, so that's, and whatever, whoever, I don't know if it was Tim Burton himself or if it was, I don't know, but having those two Harry Belafonte songs in Beetlejuice for some reason, it just worked and it kind of put a little creepy edge to these, you know, Caribbean sounding songs Mm-hmm. And um, I I love Harry Belafonte's music. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. And you know I was introduced to it as a kid because of Beetlejuice. Yeah. So those th- those two things are always going to be connected like that in in my brain. So mm-hmm. I couldn't not put that on on this playlist. But so I'm also it, not going to fight super hard to keep it on there because we're going to eventually have to make some cuts. Yeah, is it the is it Banana Boat? I'm trying to remember. I'm I'm picturing them like singing it as they're like about to get their heads pulled down into the into the their plates. Is it Banana Boat or is it the Jump other one? in the Line? Yeah, which uh, is the song. I think it's Deo. Yeah, Deo, which is, I, yeah, Banana Boat Deo. Got it. Is that All what right, it's so called? That's three, yeah, three minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, Jump in the Line is three and a half. Oh, Jump in the Line, three and a half. All right, 342. All right, here we go. So what's that put us at here? It's 23. 23. Okay. Yeah. We're on our way. <laughs> All right. What you got? So, uh, I mean, I have a couple other like 
personal things. I have, you know, I'd love to throw AFI and Alkaline Trio and right. I like Danzig. I think for now, I think I like to go. Was it Trey who did who posted it? Because I had a Misfits thing on here. Yeah, Trey I, said <laughs> Trey's contribution was. Monster Mash and all the Misfit songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything. So just every Misfit like, song. Yeah. I, look, I don't know if we're going to wind up with Alice Cooper on this list. I don't know if we're going to wind up with Rob Zombie on this list. Um, it, it would be weird if we didn't, but at the same time, it's our list. And if we're not yeah. feeling we're not feeling it. We only have an um, hour. Yeah. Danzig is another one where... It would be weird to have this playlist and not have anything Danzig related. Right. Um, Halloween is a good call because obviously the subject matter. Right. Um, I also, I mean, just selfishly, it's pretty short. Like this, this is one of those times when the misfits misfitted and they played an under two minute long song. There you go. Uh, I think when I looked before, it was like a minute, uh, let's see, I think a minute 47 or whatever. So I'm comfortable putting it on there just because it, it it's not really going to rock the boat too much. And it, it really does fit what we're doing here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's great. I would also say, um, and I've, Trey might roll his eyes now. I don't know how he feels about this, but <laughs> I loved the AFI cover of this, and it was my first exposure to this song. I hadn't really listened to the Misfits before I heard AFI, and and AFI it, it kind of took their beats from a few different people, and at one point, kind of added a heavy hand uh handed dose of misfits into their recipe um and I, I love it like i love the kind of dark twistedness of some of the stuff yeah. that davy and those guys sing about um but they had this um this ep that came out that had a bunch of um halloween themed kind of stuff on it and had this amazing song called total immortal had the song called fall children uh had a cover of of halloween mm -hmm. so i think we put the original on here the original's great and da glenn danzig should be on this list yeah um but uh but shout out to the afi version if if yeah. afi doesn't wind up on this uh this list at least it's it's there in spirit um yeah Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, that puts us at seven songs at about 25 minutes. So we're not, yeah, we're actually not, not doing so bad. too bad. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a good pick though. Yeah. Very good pick. Um, so I've got about five left and if I'm being, comp well, actually I've got two that I will fight for out of the five that I have remaining. And I think the one that um, I would be more likely to let it drop because it's another one that is not necessarily a spooky song, but mm -hmm. for some reason it conjures those images for me. And mm -hmm. it's Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. Oh, okay. And it does have kind of like that creepy um like wobbly kind of out of tune 
sounding piano sample and, um, you know, ashes to ashes is of course referencing a oft spoken, um, uh, you know, funeral, uh, what's the word? a eulogy type mm-hmm. type statement. So, you know, it, the creepy factor is definitely there. Um, you know, a lot more than the, uh, Harry Belafonte, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's also one of those that like, man, you could really dance to. Yeah. And it's, it's just fun, but it's yeah, also kind of creepy. Be, to, <laughs> we need you to bring levity to this playlist. That's what that's what we're seeing here. We also, I just love to, yeah. David Bowie. <laughs> He's got a little bit of you know, David. He was a little bit of a. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Kind of a spooky guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He and, can be. He was very haunting. He had like a. He had definitely had a thing to him. Yeah. So I I love that song. Um, and if if we're if we're going for something yeah. that would do well at a Halloween party. Uh, I think it, I think it's, it's, it's a good one to put on there for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. How long is, uh, is ashes to ashes? Do you have a it's on that? for about four and a half. It's four minutes, Ooh, 26. That's a so, big commitment. Yeah. And so. the, it's funny too. It's like, well, if it's a longer song, it's, 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 it's got more weight to it. So yeah. it, you, it better be good to put up there. That's right. Cause that puts yeah. us at almost at 30. 29. Yeah. 29, 38 is what my uh, tally has on our little doc here. Yeah. Um, so that would mean at eight songs, we're halfway through we're halfway which through is our list. 16 actually, songs is not bad. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm, <laughs> I'm good with that actually. Cause I feel like we're, we've got some other stuff. But again, uh, that's got, one that if we here. got some cuts to make, I'm, I'm okay with cutting that one. Cause it's not, yeah. you know, it's not a spooky song necessarily. Right. Now, the next one that I think is extremely important and has to stay on here is uh, Bauhaus's Bella Lugosi is Dead, clocking it at nine minutes and 37 no! seconds. No! <laughs> Thank you all. Good night. <laughs> Can't do that to us. No, no. Just a shout out to that song. It's it's weird and bizarre and unsettling, but uh, but no, that, that can't be on here. But, uh, but feel no free to take our version. playlist. There's no shorter version? No, that's not. But feel free to take that, uh, take this Ugh. playlist, and then add it on to you once you uh, alleviate yourself from our silly parameters. Um. So, what is going on with this I was g- song? I was gonna throw something else out there. Then, <laughs> uh, I think because you went to Bowie, I have to do this, and do I don't it. know why. I don't even know why I fully attached the two of them. But another person that I feel like needs to ultimately be on this playlist um, is Nick Cave. Of course, um, just a spooky dude. Just yes. the, the spookiest dude. Um, he released a album back in 96 um, called Murder Ballads. Now... Ah, yes. I don't think we have any Murder Ballads on this list yet. Um, murder Ballads uh, have existed longer than any sort of known, like traditional music i mean that's this is this was when music was storytelling right um the iterations that we know of murder ballads in in folk music today 
are retellings of things that came out of Scotland and Germany and Scandinavia um, mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago, like pre-modern era stuff. Um, and, you know, I... <laughs> There's a weird thing when I will walk in the house. Uh doesn't happen as much now, but uh something like uh to catch a something or who did I marry? Any of those oh, like yeah. investigation <laughs> discovery things like the true the crime disappeared, yeah, true crime podcast and TV of it all. And it can really feel like man, have we stooped so low. Like sometimes that yep. it gets into my head where I'm like, man, we are just always thirsty for it. And then I listen to music like these, like the original kind of murder ballads, the earlier stuff, um, the Stagger Lees and the Lord Randalls and, and like, it's been around for hundreds of years. This is human right, nature. Right. Like Knoxville girl was Wexford girl, like the Oxford girl. Like it's all these things that have just always existed. So we're not that different than who we were back in the 1700s or the right. 1300s. Of course or not. Whatever. We just have smartphones um, now. That's like the only we, difference. That's exactly it. We can just <laughs> consume it and share it super quickly. Um, so, on this album, there's there's one or two cover songs, um, or at least interpretations, but he really took this upon himself to come up with his own murder ballads. Um, the first song would normally be my candidate. Um, it's called Song of Joy, and it's it's pretty sad about losing your whole family, basically. I mean, it's, it's desperate. Um, but... There was a song on here. Um, well, there's there's one with PJ Harvey, which is awesome, called uh, Henry Lee. God, but I love PJ there's Harvey. a, I know, and and so it's hard to not suggest that one. Right. <laughs> but here's the twist: there's a song on this album with Kylie Minogue. What? Um, it's so wild, dude. Um, let me just make sure I have this up here because uh, I don't want to butcher this. But it's uh, it's called Where the Wild Roses Grow. Um, and it's this song about, it feels like a love song, but it's, it's, it's Nick Cave, who, again, like I said, with the Bowie thing, um, he has that sort of larger-than-life ethereal demeanor, but he's basically our... Edgar Allan Poe. Like, if Poe was our indie, uh, was an indie singer songwriter, uh, <laughs> it would have been, it would have been, uh, Nick that's Lowe. fair. That's fair. And, and, uh, it feels like a love story and it is a love story where this guy meets this woman and realizes that this is the greatest person. He's obsessed with her. And so all that he can think to do is kill her like it's just <laughs> freaking brutal i mean and it's so, very <laughs> you know it's very poe yeah it's, it's so twisted um and it feels like i remember when i was hearing um traditional irish songs like molly malone and it had you had to have um you had to have a chorus you had to have a, a cadence right. to it because that's how the song 
continued on because it it wasn't recordings of stuff then. You played it for someone and they had to get it enough where they right. could go to the next town and they could play it to their family and friends and whatever. Um, so it, it, it's you would never think to put Kylie Minogue and Nick Cave together. It's so unsettling just on the face of it. That's and then so when weird. you, yeah, when you get to the murder in the murder ballad, you're like, wow, I guess I saw that coming, but not, I didn't feel it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's haunting and, and brooding. And, uh, I, yeah, so I've got to go with that. It's, uh, it's at three minutes, 57 seconds. So, okay, not uh, bad. not too bad, but also not, uh, not too concise either. Um, Nick Lowe, where the wild roses grow. Nick Lo- Nick Cave. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Nick Cave, sorry. Nick Lowe's a different person. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Um okay. I think I'm going to save my must keep for the end or for wow. for last. That's a that's a but, that's a move. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's just I want to talk about these other songs. And I don't want to like, you know, talk about the important one and then oh, by the way, here are some throwaways. Right. Um cuz these other ones are on my list for a reason. Yeah, that's um, fair. But I want to throw, I'll throw a couple of these up cause I don't ultimately think they're going to make the final cut. Um, and I don't have a ton to say about them, but mm. I love them personally. Um, the first one is head like a haunted house by Queens of the stone age. Mm, and, okay. um, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, they they always just have some creepiness to them, and you know, especially the later that you go on in their in their discography. Um, but this is I, I also put this on here because I I needed some faster paced songs, mm-hmm. and um, this one also I feel like fits that kind of that term jaunty that you used. Yeah, um, and I just love it. It's it's you know, something that you could probably, probably skank to if you wanted to. It's, it's just a fun little, you know, kind of punky sound to it. And, uh, and it's only three minutes. So that's, that's another, that's another plus. Right. I don't think we definitely need to add it right now. Um, but the other one is from a band that's generally known from, for their faster, you know, punk style, songs but this is actually one of their slower songs and it's dia- uh, diabolic scheme by the hives oh and dan put up bogus operandi which is a great song mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't see how that one particularly fits a halloween playlist but this one does he probably just heard that at a Halloween party and was Maybe. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. just, you know, like like I have been too, just have been listening to the new album and it's, yeah. it just is awesome. <laughs> it's in his head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Diabolic Scheme was off of Tyrannosaurus Hives, which I think ultimately is still my favorite album of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't sound like any of the other songs on the album. It's got like, it's got a, a orchestral backing and um, he's just like, I mean, they they call him Howlin' Pele for a reason, but he like howls, <laughs> like sounds like a freaking werewolf on this song. Um, and it's 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 just creepy. It's called Diabolic Scheme, and it's 
got some diabolical lyrics and, uh, and I love it. Um, also clocking in at about three minutes. Actually, I think it's, I think, uh, diabolic scheme is exactly three minutes on the nose. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I, again, I don't think either of those two make the final cut, but they're like personal favorites of mine that I had to talk about. Okay. Um, I'm not even going right. to uh, add them to the tally right now. Not going to add them to the tally. Okay. We're going to hold them there in case yeah. we have a spare three minutes. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Cause I okay. got a couple that I think are more worthy. Okay. Um, I saw Seth's post about, um, Oingo Boingo. Yeah. That is a fun one for sure. And it does bring a nice little, uh, Dia de los Muertos, um, aspect to things. Yep. Like it also gets Danny Elfman on the playlist. Right. For those um, that do not know, Danny Elfman lead singer and the primaries. That was, that was his, his musical vehicle back in the eighties yeah. was, was Oingo Boingo. Um, and I think it was only until I want to say he got his start in the late eighties, maybe early nineties scoring music. Maybe it was, maybe it was late eighties around the same time. Um, I'd have to look, but, um, obviously has, is super well known now as scoring some of our favorite movies. Um, you know, from Spider-Man to Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, um, but we can't forget Batman, that his first, yeah. <laughs> his first was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, that's right. Which has some incredible music. Yeah. That's slightly and, creepy. It, put, it yeah. puts that creepy, sp- I mean, you know, it, it puts that creepy spin on the soundtrack for sure. Right, right. And, and... Uh, well, I just watched, uh, men in black with my daughter for the first time. And I forgot that that was all Danny Elfman. And I was like, wow, this music is very good. Like it's so yeah. perfectly fits for like the oddness of that movie. Um, it does beg a question. Um, because if we're, so Oingo Boingo could go on the list here, but you also, start then to delve into like, should we be pulling something from the nightmare before Christmas? Because that's Mm. arguably Danny Elfman's sort of magnum opus of Hollywood spookiness. I mean, like I was in target the other day and there's just every year there's nightmare before Christmas memorabilia. It's just, it's a thing. And that's the Disney of it too. Um, (laughs) but, but like, I, because I think uh, somebody else posted Ghostbusters in the Discord, which is also very fitting here, right? Absolutely. But, but like, are we just going to go down the road of, like, I think we're going to have to figure out how much of the sort of film edge integration gets pulled into this. I mean, I already stuck Pet Cemetery on there, so yeah. I, I'm I'm guilty of it enough, although... Um, Pet Cemetery is not as massive as, as some of these others, but, um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't disagree with Seth. What, what do you think about the Oingo Boingo and Danny Elfman situation? I mean, I love it. With Halloween. If I would present the argument that I'm okay. So I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I want this music coming from this playlist to be pulling double duty for 
a party where you might have some folks getting down a little bit, you know, a little, not like a full on dance party, but just like, you know, people, you want to see people bobbing their heads and grooving, you know what I mean? Um, and then also something that would be fun to have playing while trick or treaters are coming to the door. Right. And for me, like, man, I, I, I love the movie in the context of sitting down with my kids and, and watching nightmare before Christmas. Um, it's still to me is not so much a Halloween movie. If it's like, it's a, is it's it a Christmas? It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> it really is. But it's the creepiest freaking Christmas movie in the world, right? And I uh, think that's the point. I think it was like, let's make a spooky, like Halloween Christmas movie. Yeah, and yeah. also, I, I don't see people like, you know, we're not we're not going to go from people you know, bobbing their heads to David Bowie and um, Michael Jackson and ghost town and pet cemetery, and then have like a, a musical ballad or, you know, the, 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 the songs are very theatrical yeah. on the specifically, if we're talking about like nightmare before Christmas music, they're great songs, but in the context of a musical uh, production a film mm-hmm. And I don't think it works for like a party playlist. No, I, I agree. Um, so that would be my argument. I'm not, so, I'm not going to argue like too strongly against like keeping it off the list. If, if you mm-hmm. were like, we got to put something from nightmare before Christmas, I'd be like, yeah, you got a point. But yeah. my argument is like, like no one's dancing to that. Right. No, you're right. Nobody's getting down to Oogie Boogie, um, <laughs> even though it sounds like a dance, Oogie Boogie, but uh, or a disease. Um, yeah. The, here's the other hiccup, though, dude, because I hadn't looked at this beforehand. Uh, I'm seeing Dead Man's Party clocks in at 621. Ah! That's going to be... That's... <sighs> That's kind no. of brutal. I I think we leave it off the list at the moment, or I could put it on the list, but like we might need to cut it to make some space. What do you, What do you think about that? Let's. Why don't we? I'll put it on the list for now, but um, we yeah. may need to. We may need to. I mean, we're only to, at thirty four minutes. I don't know how many more songs you have, but I've only got two more. So I mean, I have a. I have way too many. But, uh, <laughs> I but, love it. I would love to have it on the list. Yeah. Okay. So there's let's, no let's shorter put it on version. Here for or now. Now I'm sure there's I don't, not. I don't see anything. I mean, maybe there is, but I don't. I don't see anything. So let me just do a quick tally here. Carry <sighs> that up to there. That's Carry the a, one. That's a six, and that's a five. So we're at like exactly forty. Thirty nine fifty six. So we're oh, two thirds of our playlist through. Um, okay. That's scary. Now I I will say. I appreciate the context in your head of how you just framed um, your vision of this again, because when I was looking at some of these things, that will pivot some of my picks, I think, a little bit, Um, and not in a bad way. I just, there was a part of me that was looking at Smashing Pumpkins, like Disarm. I thought about Smashing Pumpkins too, to be honest. 
Disarm comes to mind as a song that, um, again, like on its surface, isn't about Halloween or, or fall or anything. It's really about like his relationship with his parents, like Billy yeah. just being feeling like he was just kind of killed by his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very dark and there's the church bells and it's, it's haunting. Um, it's one of the songs from Siamese dream that stuck with me yeah. ha- has always stuck with me the most. It's it just, it gets you in your guts. Um, but, and I, I don't know, I can't even think of what the music video is, so I don't know what it is that's my association between that and Autumn. But It's it been feels... a very long time since I've seen it, but from my yeah. memory, it's just very, very simple black and white film close-ups of them playing the song or, or you uh-huh. know. Yeah, I, 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 there's probably some other like narrative stuff in there, but it's it's black and white. It's very like simple. A lot of lot of yeah. close up shots. It's no, there's nothing all that like there's nothing Halloweeny about it. No. I don't know why in my head it feels like haunted to me. Well, because um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So then I'm wondering, and I hadn't even fully fleshed these out, mm-hmm. but like. Pink Floyd's brain damage, the doors, people are strange. Like, are we are we going down that road road a little bit? Or why not? We could. But, but the other side of it is we haven't touched on nine inch nails. We or like there's no Resner on this yeah. yet. And and like March of the Pigs, like, I mean that downward spiral is uh is a pretty bleak album um and again it's not explicitly halloween and you can go down to the the marilyn manson side of it too and do long hard road out of hell um from the spawn soundtrack which we touched upon i think last season um but i again i don't think like nine inch nails or um or uh marilyn manson should necessarily be playing in your halloween party i guess too serious you know yeah (laughs) like i get that it's spooky but like and like i like i like you know um closer as much as the next 90s kid but like yeah yeah it's so serious like there's nothing like you want to die it's it's not it's not it's not party time. Yeah. No. That's that's made it's made for those purposes. So so again, I think I think that the context of this makes a lot of sense and I'm not I'm not going to put those up. Um so then my next song, I'm gonna go for an alkaline trio then. Um Do it. So Alkaline Trio, uh yeah, Seth wins double time here because he gets his Oingo Boingo on here for now. Well he deserves um, it. Yeah, and he's a great guy. Um, and then gets uh, gets some Chicago representation here with Alkaline Trio. Um, I mean, this band has a catalog of um, songs that could fit for this. Yeah. Um, I initially had jotted down, they have an album called Good Morning, M-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends with this like, acoustic sort of ballad um that uh, my wife and I just ha- like we we bonded to super early on um 
but I don't think that it fits necessarily. Um, and I had kind of had a little caveat on my list anyway for it. I think I'm going to go with um, the opener of that same album, which is uh, This Could Be Love. It's... Uh, I don't even know how to describe this song. I I know it, it bounces along. It's a fun mm-hmm. punk song, but um, it's all about committing murders. It's all <laughs> yeah. about like dying and, and, and well, like, it's alkaline be, trio. So being, being, I mean, he says at one point I shat the bed and I laid there in it wide awake for days. Like oh God. this is not someone who's well, like it no. is wildly unsettling. And he writes it in a pop punk song where you're just like, I'm smiling right now. What is, what's happening? Yeah. This, like I that, shouldn't be smiling. That's right classic now. Yeah. alkaline trio. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. How um, long is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's three. Okay. Forty-seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah, we can yeah, do yeah. four. Minutes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna squeeze that in there. Um, that puts us at forty-three. So not too bad. About 44 minutes total. Yeah, we're at 43 and 42 seconds, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 43. Well, I've got two left, mm-hmm. and we, have, we haven't we have gotten... We, we've, we've brought up a few of them, but we haven't gotten deep into the community suggestions yet, which I do want to talk about and hopefully get uh, mm-hmm. at least a couple of those on there. Uh, we already got Oingo Boingo, so there's that. Um, man, whenever, <laughs> well, and misfits, we got Trey on there. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, whenever I hear Oingo Boingo or like hear the word being said, mm-hmm. all I think of is, I think it's, I think it's Bongo Bongo. Is it the boss from <laughs> Legend of Zelda? Yeah. That's <laughs> the, right. the hands, which is yeah. pretty creepy. It's like, you know, dis, disembodied hands, yeah. gigantic hands coming. To, that's nightmarish. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a weird aside. Um, but my, my daughter had a good suggestion and it. it is somebody's watching me by Rockwell. <laughs> it is so creepy. It's like every breath you take, right? Like there's that to it too. Right. Yeah, and then, like by you the know, police. um, and weirdly has uncredited Michael Jackson in, well, I don't know if he's credited in the, in the liner notes or not, but it's not like Rockwell featuring Michael Jackson, but wow. he, but he's singing in the chorus, uh-huh. and actually J- Jermaine Jackson sings backup on that song as well. Um, so that's so bizarre. Yeah, I didn't know about Jermaine until today when I was re- doing some research on the song. But um, yeah, so it's it's a little bit creepy. It's got that kind of creepy, uh, you know, '80s synth going on and. You know, it's it's about someone feeling like that that creepy feeling, like you feel like you're being watched, and that's that's yeah. that's a that's great subject matter for for a song. My favorite line of that song, though, is you know he's he's talking about all these creepy scenarios where someone's literally watching me, and then he's and then kind of towards the end he's like uh, something along the lines of "Who's watching me now? The IRS?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a silly throwaway line, but it's so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a great song. It also fits with, you know, definitely danceable. 
Um, and uh, it's just under four minutes, which is okay. not not bad, but not great yeah. either. Which would that would put that us at about forty eight minutes at this point total. But it's a great song. And like, do you even know of, of another Rockwell song? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Who, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most people just assume it's like a Michael Jackson vehicle, but yeah, he's not even like. Well, I remember looking for it initially, thinking I was looking up a Michael Jackson. Yeah, song. it's yeah, like I just a figure because that's what was notable. To it's me almost for like a Mandela effect thing at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, all right. So Ghostbusters, uh, I mean, I, 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 I want to put it on here. I feel like we should put it on here and then see if it stays like it fits too well. Like, and I'm seeing it's four minutes as well. So that puts us at 51. Um, there is a shorter, there is a shorter version. There's a radio edit. Is there? Yeah. It comes in at like four minutes. Like the full album version is, I think five something. Well, the full album version is a Huey Lewis song, but, um, (laughs) this is, this is, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You moved on to... I'm still I'm still thinking about Rockwell. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing I'm talking about Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at the length of the Rockwell song. It's like, oh, there's a radio edit of it. So But there is no, but the funny thing is there is an edit. I mean, it, it's not that weird because radio is gonna hold you to parameters anyway, but right. there is a radio edit of Ghostbusters that is okay. four minutes long as well. So. Okay. So are we going yeah. with that version or no? Yeah, no, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Ghostbusters on there. At four, four minutes. minutes. Yeah. And that, that puts, puts us, us at 52. Just shy of 52. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can go like a little bit over. I, that's not, <laughs> I don't make the rules, Adam. I just make them. So <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. These are the rules. I mean, it's our podcast. It's, <laughs> we can do whatever we want. We can't. That's not how it works. Um, uh, fine. So the other, from the other submissions, the other one that really stood out to me, I mean, so Matt, um, Matt had tossed out, you know, the soundtrack to Dredge, which I have not played yet. Did you play that game yet? Oh, no, I have it. I have it I, on my I, shelf. I, I yeah. bought the physical and yeah, same. Okay. That's what it was. That's one of the ones it. I was <laughs> thinking of like, uh, what I, I want to stream something for mm-hmm. like, you know, spooky time season and, uh, dredge was up there but i think i'm gonna stick with with something else so yeah uh, but man um putting a video game soundtrack out. up there is a power play <laughs> yeah well we can't we can't I, don't, I think we're gonna avoid the video game stuff yeah. um and night on bald mountain is a good call too although i would assume that that is uh i'm gonna just look at the timing on that isn't that also um don't they isn't there a version of that in one Fantasia. of the Fantasia? Yes, but isn't there also a version of it in one of the Earthworm Jim games? There is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So it's kind of video game music. He's trying too. to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Good move. Yeah. Good move, man. That's a deep cut. Um, 
Yeah, that's a ten minute long song oh, as I'm seeing it now. Lord. So yeah, so we, yeah, we can't we can't do that. Also, but, that'll uh, clear out a party real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't want to play that at your party. Yeah. Spooky scary it's skeletons, good, good call. I don't even know um, what that is. Let's see. I mean, so the other one that uh, stood out to me, I, I, you know, Inagata Davida, I hadn't even associated with this. Me kind of either. Thing, but, but that's a very interesting call. Um, Werewolves of London, though. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I feel like. Let me see how long that is. I feel, I feel like, like it's, it's not, long. You do? I don't know. I don't. Or maybe it's just because it's kind of repetitive. But I do think that it fits with what you're describing. Like I love that like, song. That was one of the like ones you're in a honky tonk kind yeah. of thing. Like someone's playing at the piano, and you're just like, "Wait, are we all human here? What's exactly. happening?" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought I was just getting a beer. What's, what's that's one of the song? That was one of the suggestions that I was like, "How did I not think of that?" Yeah. So well, because it's a little campy. Like it's a little like I don't I don't even Halloween think I is fully pretty know. campy. In uh, general. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you haven't watched <laughs> At Saw least 5. the Halloween yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it, let's keep um, it fun. Yeah, let's see. 3.38. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm down. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm down with put, Werewolves of London. I'm going to put Werewolves of London on here at 3.38. Um, so I'm going to say that that puts us at the 5.55 minute mark. So we are, we're... We're tied up here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you have you have some important stuff sitting there, right? Well, I have my one like that I'm gonna really fight for. Okay. And we, we, I guess doesn't really need much of an introduction, but it's a gorgeous song, but also incredibly unsettling. And it's "The Killing Moon" by Echo and the Bunny Men. Mm, okay. God, what a song! Like, if you've never heard that song, you should pause the podcast right now and go listen to The Killing Moon. It's so good. It's so good. And I will, like, I would, that ties us up. That gets us to an hour at this point if we don't add anything else. But I would, I would gladly cut any of my other additions to have that on there yeah on the final I mean, soundtrack it it gets us to 61 minutes which i think is is probably where we should we should stop it yeah we could right? we like, could fade fine. something out that. early yeah so that's <laughs> fine yeah yeah do a little cross fading off of yeah uh cut yeah, vincent price a, out of thriller yeah, there's a yeah, well, there's like <laughs> he laughs for a very long time. Um, yeah, you could you could fade off of that, so that's fine. Um, all right, so then if we've got our playlist here, do you have anything I, else that you didn't mention yet? I mean, I have a bunch of things I didn't mention. I'm just I'm oh. trying. Let's go through here and see if there's anything that feels like uh, a party foul. Um, so we're going to wind up then with no Rob Zombie on the list, which is fine. I mean, it yeah. is it is his season, so to speak, and the guy has cemented himself in more ways than one, um, given his uh, his directing chops as well. Yeah. Um, although it's again, not like, like those are pretty bleak 
movies, like not not for the faint of heart. Oh yeah, they're um, not they're not like they're not silly like the music. No, they are desperately like, awful. Like, like Living <laughs> Dead Girl and like Dragula. Like those are yeah. those are like you know. Yeah, I love Living you Dead could, Girl. So you fun. could you could you yeah. could see those in like a. Frankenberry cereal commercial or something potentially like, yeah, yeah you know what I mean so <laughs> but blood yeah. on her skin dripping with sin yeah that sounds like Frankenberry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning cartoon. why not yeah why yeah. not uh, at this point um, so one and I am not into this scene but I respect it is Rocky Horror we didn't talk Rocky Horror oh, at all yeah. Time warp. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Feels like it should be on a list like this. Um, I'm fine with it not. I, like, I'm looking through here right now. I don't Your know. Do kids what even I would... know what Rocky Horror is anymore? I don't know. That's a Have great you been question. to Rocky Horror? Like the like like, like a real no. Rocky Horror I mean, showing where people I are know like it's no. Got the little lines in between the lines that get Have shouted out. Have I ever been out? taken to see a cult? No, I've, I've <laughs> never been cult, cultified. Um, I don't. The only thing, and uh, so the contextual nature of Harry Belafonte on this list makes sense to me, but I feel like as I'm looking at the run of this. It's currently the weakest link of the playlist outside of the fact that it brings the funness of what's happening at said Halloween uh, festivities. Right. But like as far as playing to anything that is specifically spooky doesn't have a connection except if you know Beetlejuice, right? Right. So I'm looking to see... Like yeah, I'm we can kind cut of, that. I'm testing the fences here to see like, does something bump the great Harry Belafonte, which is seems sacrilegious to say, but, <laughs> um, I and I don't know if if I like it doesn't sound like you are are beholden right. to Rocky Rocky Horror the way that I'm not also not beholden to Rocky Horror. Like I think that of its time, it it definitely held a lot of sway in the Halloweeny world yeah. of, of that, but there's nothing um, terribly spooky, but it's a fantastic song and it's incredibly fun, but there's, it's not really spooky in any way. It's not. Yeah. Unless um, you like have the visual of like the movie in your head. Yeah. I think they tenacious D did like a fun cover video thing of it like a year or two ago that, oh really um, yeah that gave it a like it was like a youtube thing and they brought in a bunch of celebs and stuff to do it um but again like i've like it it didn't feel it like it didn't bring it back around for me or, or open my eyes to it mm -hmm. um so then um i had jotted down enter sandman by metallica which is just pretty menacing. I don't yeah. think that that works for what we're trying to. It's not going to set the the vibe properly. Um, it's a little serious. Yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> um, My Chemical Romance has a couple songs, but again, I don't think that they necessarily are going to knock Harry out for me. Uh, 
I guess the last question then is Alice Cooper. Because um, I, I had like a Venge Sevenfold jotted down, but he's, you know, they're uh, they're like Metallica. It's it's pretty serious and straightforward. So what Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper song? What would well, you put up? There were there were two that I I had jotted down here for consideration. Uh-huh. Um one is just Welcome to My Nightmare. Like I think that that's Oh yeah, just okay, that's fair. The safest bet and it's a good song. Um the other one is Say is I I love the dead. Oh, okay. Um, which I it I don't like like it's so gross. Like I, and this is you're coming from a person who I mean I'm surrounded by horror and spooky stuff. I love this, but like it's it's gross. Like I just I don't <laughs> I don't understand why so many of his things are so popular. I guess like I like Alice Cooper. There's songs of his that I enjoy, um, and I think of its time. It, it's important. Um, maybe I just missed the boat on it. Um, but uh, I, I'm like so of two minds. Like, I think he's so important to some of what we're talking about right now yeah. because he, he kind of created and carried the torch for like what this season is. Yeah, but it is kind of silly to to look back and think that at one point that was like shock rock. Like this was well, that's the thing shocking. It, it it is except that but it's so silly. Like, it is except like I love the dead. <laughs> I love the dead is like necrophilia. Like I like I'm like it goes from like he didn't know he was like pushing these boundaries that I'm like, those aren't even boundaries. It's okay. You can be weird. And then he does that. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. Now see, <laughs> wait, wait, I was, I would have ground. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play middle. So, okay. So the middle ground here is what my suggestion probably would have been, it, which, is, which is feed my Frankenstein. Okay. Well, let's see. So let, I love, I like feed my Frankenstein a lot. Um, so let me see how long feed my Frankenstein is. <laughs> looks like, uh, it's four forty-five. That's a little long Harry, in the tooth. Yeah. That's a little long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, okay. What, is there anything else? Okay. Do we bump Rockwell for Alice? Because I don't think we're going to get there for Harry, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna bump Harry Belafonte. It's just yeah. not. I don't think that's happening. Okay. So that leaves. Uh, Look, I'm not. I'm I not could also, beholden. I, I could also yeah. let go of David Bowie. Uh. For Alice, though, mm, that's tough. Now that that's I'm thinking I'm saying. about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did like, we put werewolves? It, yeah, we put werewolves on here. Yeah, we need like that. neither of us. Neither of us has the personal affiliation <laughs> to Alice Cooper here, other than it's Halloween music. Like, really, is Halloween music? I um, would drop. Mm, that's tough. I <laughs> I love these reactions that you're having. <laughs> well, you're and fighting like, with myself in my own mind, yeah. I feel like I could drop Rockwell for Alice Cooper 
if you felt maybe stronger about Alice over Rockwell? No. <laughs> right? Right? I can't no. get there either. No. Like, and it's like, I oh, I love Alice Cooper, but what the heck? Yeah. What do we cool. cut? No. I, like, do we I cut can't... Lady Gaga? No. I can't. I can't. I mean, also, like, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. I like, I'm, I'm looking up and down this list, and I can't. Uh, I can't. Is Ghostbusters two on the nose? No, no, because no, because there's there's enough stuff on here that's gonna be like a little bit um, too serious, you know, like yep. like Echo and the Bunnymen, Nick Cave, Alkaline Trio, Misfits. Yeah, we got Bowie. our serious stuff. There's stuff on there that needs the the sort of fun levity of it, where it's just like ghosts are fun. Don't worry, it's cool. Like, like, right? Yeah. I mean, this uh, I is a pretty like solid. Dance, <laughs> I had to like to dance. Right. Like, <laughs> See, I feel like if we if there was a shorter version of Thriller, yeah. we could go. Okay. Yeah, once you call Quincy Jones, I don't, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just call him up. On, I got him on Quincy speed Jones dial. Hey, dude, can you trim 30 seconds, <laughs> a hot 30 seconds off Thriller for us for this? Uh, we got a big just project. Just cut Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah. No, we can't do that. No, can't do that. So, no, I mean, I feel good about this. Yeah. So the, what we'll need to do, and I don't think we need to do it here, um, unless you feel so, is is sequencing to this um because we're already we're already pretty pretty long on on this uh this convo so maybe what it is is you've we've got our songs and uh we'll put up the playlist and check I mean, out check i don't out the see playlist, anything yeah. wrong with the sequencing as it is we've got thriller we've got ghost town which is mm-hmm. slightly slower you know a little more chill Pet, yep. And then we pick it back up with Pet Cemetery and the Witch, which are which are both kind of punky and short. And yeah. then we go into Lady Gaga and Harry Belafonte, so that works mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, and then I guess wrap out the side A of the soundtrack with Halloween, which that yeah. that works. I'd, I'm interested to hear how Bowie and Nick Cave would sound next to each other. I feel like that. Well, might we could be... end side A with Bowie because yeah, because. Bowie is where we hit the 30 minute mark. Right. So we could end side a with Bowie, which is awesome. Right. And then start side B with Nick cave. Yeah. Does that, is that an okay side B opener? Yeah. I will, because it's, we're not pressing vinyl, so it's just going to be what plays next though. Right. So I know, but come on, <laughs> but it's retro groove. It's <laughs> retro groove. Is this a spooky group? I guess okay. what we could do yeah. is swap. I think we got to move Nick somewhere. I, well, we I could just... just do dead man's party before Nick and open side B with dead man's party. Yeah. Cause that's a, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's a groover. And then Nick cave alkaline trio into Rockwell and Ghostbusters. Yeah, except looks like Rockwell and Ghostbusters is like those are too similar. F- yeah. Okay, so we go Dead Man's Party into Nick Cave, right? Yeah. And then we do uh, uh and then we do Rockwell. 
and and push Alkaline Trio between Rockwell okay. and Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. Because then that that splits it up a little bit, and then um, that goes into Werewolves of London and ends with Killing Moon. It's perfect. Yeah, I guess Werewolves of London. You couldn't go Ghostbusters into Killing Moon. So no, you need you need a yeah, you need some honky need tonk. Yeah, you to, need a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and that gets yeah. you there. Dude, this is okay. this is sick. This is a dope. Yeah, no, I think that's a good list. Okay. Couldn't make room for for what what is it? Spooky 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 oh, skeletons. Spooky skeletons. What, yeah. is, what is that? Uh I wanna <laughs> say it was like a a, a viral video song okay um, i don't even know who sung it but it was something that took <laughs> off i mean it's like it's like a kid's song that was massive i remember it i re- like it's got to be pretty old i remember it but i i feel like it really exploded um on social media and now um you see it a bunch just there's like an animation to it i'm guessing it was from some tv series or something Probably. like that but it's like, like weird dancing skeleton animation <laughs> um i fantastic yeah 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 well um this, but yeah, i think we've got a list heck yeah uh i think this this now we just went, need a party now yeah. yeah now we just need a party so mm-hmm. uh i'm very excited about this list i think it went way better than because this was kind of a that but little little behind the scenes for the listeners, but this was like pretty short notice. Yeah. We were like, oh hey, wait, this is gonna be like our Halloween episode, and we didn't plan for this. We need to push everything else back and yeah. we need to do spooky groove. Yeah. And we were like, oh shoot. So this was like pretty last so this turned out a lot better than I would have expected. Yes, for, for so last minute. We had some great suggestions. I want to thank everybody for your suggestions. We hope you have a spooky and safe Halloween. Liam, do you have any like final thoughts or parting words? I don't think so. I mean, like, it's a great season. It's fun. Like, soak it up, you know, because winter is coming. Yes, winter is coming. If you if you haven't seen it, watch American Werewolf in London. <laughs> so funny, so so kind of it's kind of scary. It's pretty scary. Yeah, it has its moments for it's sure. I wouldn't show younger, it to my kid. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's not yeah. for the kids. No. Do you have any like spooky movie recommendations? I mean, I love Creep Show. Creep Show. Um, oh, that's a classic. Yeah, it does. It does it, everything so well. I want to say that there's four stories in one. Um, it might be three, but I, I, it, there's definitely three. I think there's a fourth. Um, but Stephen King stars in his own in there. He's uh, he's the farmer who touches the meteorite. Um, and yeah, George like like bringing George Romero of Night of the Living Dead together right. with Stephen King to make. Um, a movie back then just seems like it I like it's a perfect match. Um, yeah. I, I definitely watched it too young. Like I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out when I watched these things, but like I was, I couldn't have been older than 10 and, yeah, that's probably too young. Twisted <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. But like Tales from the Crypt was on, dude. Yeah. Like I was reading Tales Goosebumps. I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was reading Goosebumps. Oh, that was yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps? That was those were the gateway drugs 
to yeah. the, to the scarier stuff. And then I dipped out. I was like, yeah. So yeah, a friend of mine showed me Evil Dead, and as oh, yeah. and as silly as that seems, like in retrospect, like when you're mm. like eleven. Yeah. No, I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah. Nope, no, yeah. this is not my genre. I'm done. <laughs> I, no, no, I it's, dipped it's out. unsettling. Um, <laughs> I I compared it to roller coasters to my daughter the other night when we were talking about scary stuff because she oh, keeps saying, yeah, she keeps saying she she wants to watch scary stuff and and then she will and then like the next day she'll be like, I shouldn't have seen that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, well, I can't tell sleep me. now. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we were talking about how she likes to go on like the spinny, fast spinny rides and right. stuff at the at amusement parks and stuff. And at first she didn't and like you get used to those and then you you want more and it's like hot sauce where you're like you have a tolerance for yeah, it. Yeah, you whatever. build up a tolerance. But but scary stuff is meant to push the boundaries. It's like, honestly, I also equate it to comedy. Like it like pushes boundaries of what you're comfortable with to say, like, why do you like, why don't you think about things a different way? Right. Um, it's, it's unsettling for a reason. I don't do the gore stuff. Like I've watched some saw and hostile, um, gore for gore's sake is just like, that that's really a roller coaster. That's just like, can you stomach this? Yeah, no, um, no thanks. But if it's gonna make you question stuff, like I like the Paranormal Activity movies. Those are super fun because they just make you feel like I don't know what's going on around me. Like, right, a, that could be my house, you know? Um, yeah. So they steer in those directions. Those are the fun ones. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you all so much for listening to Spooky Green. <laughs> Spooky Groove is part of the Retrologic family of podcasts. You can find us on Discord on the Retrologic server. You can also find us on Twitter, which we will continue to call it in perpetuity, at RetroGroove underscore pod. And uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the playlist. Um, if you do end up um, using any of these songs or using the our exact playlist for your you know Halloween party or for for you know trick or treaters, um, let us know. Let us know how it went. If we missed something vital in our playlist, let us know that too. And then uh, you know you can only blame yourself because you didn't uh, respond to our our call for suggestions. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a safe and spooky, spooky time, Halloween time, Day of the Dead, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate the spooky time season. And uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) 